Welcome to Social Workers Break Room. This is Imelda. And I'm Jennifer. And today we bring you social workers and social media. Hashtag healthy boundaries. Hashtag can your mom see this? Hashtag would you like it if the board saw this? Hashtag keeping it real. Hashtag follow and like. Hashtag like and subscribe. Stay with us. (laughs) Bah! Okay, that was intense. Flash: we live in a digital world, and whether you like it or not, our behavior online is a direct reflection of who we are. Jennifer and I have been on an interesting journey since we started this podcast and the Social Workers Break Room account, and we quickly have learned that our online presence is just a continuation of who we are in real life. Uh, We have had our fair share of clients trying to cross boundaries uh, and following us on social media, and we have also seen coworkers getting in trouble for posting problematic content um, that might not be aligned with the values of the profession. So, and at the same time, social media has given us an outlet and space to connect with wonderful people and when used the right way, social media can be a very powerful and powerful tool and bring awareness to a lot of important issues that we have seen with social justice movements and awareness on mental health and so many other great topics that I feel like social media has um, provided that platform for everyone to connect. So, Here are some of the things that we have learned along the way, both in our professional and and personal lives, uh, use of social media, uh, but also when working with with clients and some of the things that um, we have noticed and tips that we have put into practice that might be helpful for you. Um, So we can start with our general behavior and guidelines online. So always show your true self, be authentic. Uh, People follow you for a reason. And because, you know, they are your friends or your family or people who care about you and want to stay updated on what you're up to. But you might also have people that are following you just because you're a cool person, you know, someone that you have never met in person, especially if you are, you have listed on your profile that you're a social worker mm-hmm. or that, you know, you're a therapist or, you know, the type of work that you do, you might have people who follow you because of that reason, because of, of what you do. Um, so show your authentic self always share what you're passionate about, share your hobbies and your interests, show your opinion on important topics. If that's something you're comfortable doing, um, post and do what you feel comfortable for you and not necessarily what is trendy or what is expected. Um, trends come and go and, but being authentic will always remain. Um, I feel Jennifer and I earlier today, we were talking about how sometimes, you know, when, when we, live in this um, like progressive movement and where we're part of these um, like grassroots organizations and movements, um, we always feel like we always have to post an opinion or we always have to post our support for every single cause. And this can be a little tiring sometimes. Yeah, it's absolutely exhausting emotionally. There are a lot of good places that you can look for some guidelines around this. One of them being uh, Layla Saad's Mean White Supremacy. She actually has a whole section that goes over kind of social media usage around this. And I saw a brilliant tweet. You know, I can't remember who it came from. My guess is it came from Rachel Cargill because she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if your Instagram account was deleted, would all your activism go away, right? (laughs) Like if your only social justice presence is on social media, that's definitely not enough. So both don't let it be 
a restriction that this is the only thing you can post, but definitely also don't feel like, oh, well, I reshared something or I yeah. put up a black square. So Keyboard that's enough. activism, I call it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, make it clear that your opinions expressed on your social media channels are not affiliated with any other entity. So this is very um, something that happens very often with Twitter. I noticed that some Twitter accounts, my Twitter account, um, has that that tagline. Um, it's something like "views expressed are mine and not not, not endorsements" or "retweets are not endorsements." Um, this is very. This is very useful, especially for people who tend to engage in uh, political statements or political elections or, you know, some type of um, uh, political happenings. Um, and they express their opinions on a specific issues uh, or specific actions taken by public officials. Um, so always saying like, you know, the views expressed here are mine and not endorsement of any kind um, sometimes might help um, because it, you know, makes that that boundary that, you know, you're staying this opinion as a, as your personal, uh, view, but not the view of your employer or whoever you're affiliated with. And keep this in mind, especially if you're engaging in topics that might seem controversial for some. And your opinions are personal, but your actions might be linked to your employer or your profession. So, I know that we, in an ideal world, we would like to have our personal lives and our professional lives separate, but I think more and more because of social media, because of the internet, um, everything gets blended together somehow. Um, and we have all seen some, you know, in, in TikTok or social media or just, you know, articles written about how someone either like made a very racist comment or there was a video uh, about someone um, misbehaving in some way or, you know, at, at a store telling people to like, oh, speak English, this is America. Or, you know, it's, we have seen all terrible that behavior, stuff. terrible stuff. Yes. And people online, sometimes they, they, they find ways to track these people and like, oh, this is their profile. This is what they do. This is their mm -hmm. employer. Uh, let's make make sure that their employer knows how they're behaving outside. And more often than not, we have seen that the employer terminates their employment because of those videos, even if it happens outside of work hours, even if it happens, you know, uh, at a vacation or whatnot. Everything it's linked, and there's always a way to track everything. So. Just be kind, you know, make sure that what you're posting or you're sharing, it's not insulting or breaking that that trust, you know, with, with your followers or it's just being problematic in some way that can be traced back to your employer. Yes. Yeah. The code of ethics applies to mm -hmm. you all the time, not just when you're at work, not just when you're calling yourself a social worker, but congratulations. It's like being a mom or like having a gender identity. It's something that... You can't just pull off. Exactly. If you've decided to become a social worker, you are a social worker now, which means the code of ethics and ethical behavior apply to you 24-7. Definitely. And, you know, going back to the the, the profession and the employer, uh, more specifically, for example, um, if a social worker who works at, a, let's say, a, a Christian or a Catholic adoption agency. Um, you know, most likely they're not. That agency has made it very clear that they are 
pro-life, that they are, um, that they have strong opinions against abortion or birth control, et cetera. And then one day the social worker gets invited to a women's march and she takes pictures with signs that are pro-choice or, you know, more, um, progressive values, um, in that, in that, in that way. And even though, um, or someone might upload those pictures to their Instagram or she, you know, the social worker might upload those pictures on their, on their page. And the employer might see that her behavior outside of the agency contradicts their values of, of what she works. And, you know, this might be territory for her to be reprimanded or for, um, you know, some type of conflict. So always make sure that you take into consideration the values, especially if you work in a social services agency, the values of the agency that you work at, um, that how, how does that interfere with your personal values? And if you feel that your views and values of the employer are very different than yours, then might be, you know, a time to reconsider Yeah. And one thing that's really important as Imelda and I are talking about termination is to point out that Imelda and I live in a right to work state. So right to work states make up the majority of the United States where an employer has a right to terminate your employment at any time for any reason, uh, really whether it's considered rational or not. Right. Mm -hmm. If black socks are a part of your work uniform and you wear navy ones one day, it can cost you your job. So that's not the case for every state. It's something you want to be tactful about, you know, again, your presence on social media, you don't have to make your social media align with your employer. You don't have to, you know, change anything about your behavior. You just have to be mindful Mm -hmm. of it. You have to make that choice for yourself. Are you going to make this a public page, a private page? And we'll talk about it later. But again, you're always one screenshot away from your page being public. So it's something to think about, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change jobs. It doesn't mean that you can't do things, you know, You have to assume that there's only a reasonable expectation of privacy. And if you're an adult human being living in a world and you leave your house, it can end up anywhere. Exactly. Yes. And and it can be, um, I'm just speaking from experience because I have, I have seen people being terminated for these things, especially like to say someone who works at a place that really advocates for, uh, you know, uh, climate or against climate change and, um, you know, healthy living and just, you know, the environment. And then they, they see them engaging in some, ways that are not completely especially if if this person is a spokesperson for the agency Mm -hmm. or the person who is always you know the face on social media for their for their company for their agency and then they see this person engaging in completely different the opposite thing um, this might create a big conflict and you know it can be brought up by your employer so definitely like Jennifer said you don't have to change um, you know your behavior and who you are just be mindful and our next tip is to use common sense. Uh, When in doubt, don't post it. If you feel like it's going to jeopardize your safety or it's going to jeopardize your peace of mind in some way, or that it's going to um, somehow your, what you post is going to be shared with people that you don't want it to see, then be safe and, and, you know, be mindful of, of what you're posting. Use your common sense, you know, what your gut it's telling you. Um, also be respectful. It can be very tempting to engage in arguments online, um, especially if the opinions shared by others in a public forum are triggering. Um, and the reality is that we're, you're probably not going to change any, nobody's opinion uh, or point of view by 
just sharing, you know, one post um, or, you know, especially if it's a complete stranger. Um, and so it's important to express our views and thoughts um, if you feel inclined to do it, but it's stay away from like name calling or insulting others online because it just can snowball and backfire quickly. And remember that the internet is a public place. So anything you post, even if it's private, even if your account is private, everything is one screenshot away from being shared. Uh, and potential employers, um, most likely than not, are Googling you on social media or just, you know, doing a, a regular Google search and see what pops up. If there's any, you know, public pictures or there's any news, if you're in the news uh, in some and somehow. Um, so always make sure that that what you're sharing, it's, you know, it's be mindful uh, that especially if you're in the job search um, and you know, keeping to into consideration that your potential employers or future employers might be looking you up online. And, and some practice that I do maybe like every three months or so I Google myself, mm -hmm. I put my name and I put my name and then the city or put my name and my employer and just see what it looks, what comes up. Just so you, you're aware of how your public presence or public name is shown on the internet and sometimes it's just it just shows up your link to your instagram mm -hmm. or link to your facebook even if it's private it might still show up on the search um so just know just know what what shows up when people google your name And use your platform for good. Um, if you feel inclined to do so, speak up and share about issues that are important for you. Advocate for causes that you feel passionate about. Um, have a call to action for others to donate, to volunteer, to learn more, to contact you, to collaborate, etc. Um, as we we said in the internet and social media, it's a, it's a very powerful tool uh, when used the right way. So we also want to touch base on some guidelines for working with clients and coworkers. So we share some like general guidelines of behavior online and things to keep in mind. But once you're actually working in the field and you're working with clients and, and your coworkers and your boss and your supervisor and most likely than not, everyone is going to be in social media um, in some way, you know, even if it's, we have all these different platforms, but we always have to keep in mind that the people that we work with and the people that we serve, they're also probably going to look us up and see what is out there um, under our name. So make it clear to your clients that you won't be friends on social media. It can be a little bit of an awkward conversation sometimes, but if you notice that a client is following you on any social media platform, do not follow them back. Um, and I highly suggest that you block their account from, from them for seeing your content. Um, this has happened to me where I saw a, um, a client who was not following me, but always looking at my stories. And I caught it right on time because I didn't want, and not because I have anything to hide, it's just that boundary of you know, I am a professional and I don't, you know, just my personal life, it's, it's personal. So I blocked them and then I had a conversation with them afterwards. And like most things with your clients, it's better to set those boundaries up front. It's a lot less awkward in your intake or in your intake paperwork or your initial assessment to say, hey, you know, we realize that most people have social media accounts. You know, I'm going to ask and tell you right now that you don't 
search me, that you don't follow me, and that if you do reach out to me or you do see anything, I'm not going to interact with you, you know, and for the boundaries of this relationship, if that does come up, I am going to block you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but if you bring it up up front with every client, every time, you know, even if something does go wrong, you can come back to that conversation versus the client feel like they're being hurt by new information. Mm -hmm. What do you mean I can't be your friend? You know, I thought you were my social worker. I thought you'd go above and beyond for me. So bringing it up up front and then if it does happen, you know, addressing it very clearly and directly and you'll probably want to document that as Mm -hmm. well. Again, if board complaints or something gets out of control, you want to show that you handled the situation from the beginning and then you handled it very clearly in that interaction. Definitely. For managers um, or for folks, you know, just kind of in any workplace, I personally have a rule that I don't add anyone that I report to or that reports to me. For me, there's too much of that power differential for me to have clear boundaries. Again, I don't want people that I report to seeing things that I post. Again, not that anything's inappropriate, but frankly, it's none of their business. You know, really my question to folks all the time is what's the intent of sharing that information? And to me, there's really nothing positive about my boss knowing more about my personal life. If anything, I feel like sometimes that can color someone's perspective or be used against you. And same thing with people who report to me. You know, I don't need to know more about their personal life and they don't need to know more about their my personal life. You know, we in those interactions as coworkers or in supervision, you know, we can choose to share tactfully and appropriately, but to have someone's whole online presence, you know, super exposed kind of instantaneously is just a rule that I don't follow, you know, uh, anyone and I don't allow them to follow me Mm -hmm. unless we're the same tier, right? So like if I don't report to them and they don't report to me and maybe they're in another department or they in the the exact same role, then typically I'm fine with, you know, being friends on social media with them. If that changes, then I kind of reestablish that boundary like, hey, now that you're going to report to me, I'm not going to delete or block you, but you may notice that I don't interact with you on social media anymore. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that you did. It's just a rule that I have for myself to keep things very clear. Definitely. And there, I we, we know that there are some people, especially if they have a private practice, if you have a private practice, that you might have a social work or a therapy page that you run um, where you provide free content and just, you know, um, guidelines on, you know, how to manage anxiety and stress and things like that. So that's a little bit different because that's not your personal page and it's okay if clients follow you, but you also have to set that boundary with them and let them know that anything you post on that therapy page or social work page, it's not, does not constitute therapy or clinical work with them. Mm. Uh, and that they shouldn't be sending you direct messages asking you for specific things about their case or very personal questions. Um, you can let them know that that page is just for information only and they're welcome to follow it, but you won't be following them back. So setting those boundaries, um, I feel like more and more people who have like private practices or who are um, like social work students, they have this pages where they share, you know, like their journey um, or some information about mental health and, you know, work in the community. But it's also, you know, important to keep those boundaries. Also, something that I highly, highly, highly suggest, do not vent about your coworkers or your clients on social media. Your comments 
or a sarcasm or something that you post will be noticed by someone. Even if you have, you know, you have mutual coworkers that, you know, they're following you. Um, they're, like we said, everything's a screenshot away. And in these comments or uh, these posts, uh, they're more directed to a specific person or client that you have worked with can potentially harm your relationship with them or even put your employment in jeopardy. So if you are venting or want to get something off your chest regarding a client or coworker doing on an offline space um, and with someone that you know that it's going to that it's a safe safe space for you to share those feelings and those thoughts online it's probably never a good idea to do it no I remember I had <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you think you know oh my coworkers would never do that to yeah. me you know somebody knows somebody or your page is actually a little more public than you think. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had a staff one time who posted this very long rant about me and, you know, someone who wasn't even friends with her, it was very easy for them to find it because it turns out it was a public post. They were looking at their page, you know, seeing if they had posted something about XYZ and they found that and shared it with me. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter even if you think your page is private you have to really check. Uh, that kind of leads us to our next tip about, you know, considering changing your name on Facebook, creating an alternative Instagram account. Is Facebook has added a new great feature that is view as, where you can see what your page looks like publicly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you share something from another public page, it becomes public on your page. So for example, if I share something from Black Lives Matter Phoenix Metro, that's a public page. Mm -hmm. Even though my page is private, if you go to my profile as a complete stranger, you can see that post unless you change some settings. So using that view as feature to your advantage for sure. And again, not only Googling yourself, but consistently checking that presence to make Mm -hmm. sure it's representative of you. And is this what you want people to find? The other things you can do beyond having like a very kind of private, you know, Facebook presence um, is to actually look at different accounts or to change your name, your username, et cetera, to make you harder to find. So a lot of practitioners, especially people who work in very micro social work setting or with clients who would be more likely to act upon maybe some compulsions to stalk or to Google or to search uh, is to change your name. So for example... I have a last name that isn't actually my last name because I didn't change it when I got married, but it makes me a little bit harder to find, uh, which is to my benefit when working with clients. A lot of folks will also change their last name to their middle name. It'll be their last name, but it'll be spelled backwards. Uh, Just be, again, a little bit tactful about this. You want to make sure that you kind of do it quote unquote, right the first time or the way you want it, uh, Facebook does get concerned if you consistently change your name. So Mm -hmm. if you, you know, do it backwards and you're like, oh, that looks funny. I don't want it that way. You know, kind of try and make a decision and stick to it with that. For Instagram, what most folks do is they'll just create another account. They'll have a public page and then they'll have a private personal page where they only add folks they know in real life. And then another one that's their more public presence. Mm -hmm. Uh, This also you know, will often prevent you from coming up in a search if a client does choose to Google you. So we went over a lot today and it's a very tricky topic to navigate. There aren't a ton of clear answers. We do have a link on the website that we found really helpful in kind of navigating this space specifically. But as always, 
be mindful. Anything that's on the internet is a screenshot away from being public. So do stuff that you're proud of. Yes. And, and always, like Jennifer said, check how your page looks like. If there's maybe, uh, if you're applying for a job and then, you know, might be a good idea to scroll down your Twitter feed or your Instagram feed and maybe post that you something that you posted maybe six years ago, seven years ago mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily, you know, f- feel that way or align that way anymore, then it might be a good idea to do some cleaning on, on your, on your social media, you know, cause we, we change and evolved and we like different things. So always be mindful of what's out there and how your presence is viewed. Um, even as we like to keep things separate, um, it's not separate anymore. And as Jennifer said, we are social workers who follow a code of ethics and a set of values that guide our profession. And we always want to make sure that both our professional life and our personal life is aligned in that way. There are tons of other social media guidelines that you can Google and look up to um, and get some ideas of, you know, how people are managing their online presence. But as always, you know, trust your gut, be mindful of what you post and be mindful of others as well and have fun. I think the online world is a, is a wonderful space to connect. We are we have connected with all of you uh, through our Instagram and our podcast and, you know, all of our other social media channels and we wish to continue doing so and um, um, hopefully this is these are good tips that are helpful for you and we'll see you next time. Nah, 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 nah.